Welcome back to another episode of Gooch Live right here, brought to you by those good people of the Hockey News and, of course, the Fired Up Network. And we've got our favorite Fired Up Network guy here. Yes, we do. He is going to join us in just a few minutes, uh, Marty Roberts, and, of course, my producer, the one and only The Rock of Gooch Live Productions, Jordan LaRoche, will join us in a few seconds again. And don't forget that uh, it is Take the Jersey Off My Back. Look at my hair, makeup, hair. But look at it was me putting this jersey on because it was tight. I could hardly get it around my head. This is a true European jersey. It's from Castle. I played against this young man in a charity event. It is an absolute jersey. This is what European jerseys are all about. You got more logos. You can't even see the number of the name because you've got ta- it looks like tattoos for God's sakes. And Eon Mitta is one of the biggest. Uh, energy companies in us in Germany and of course uh Sparta Bank Sparta Bank das ist gut okay you can get this by bidding and if you bid over the next couple of days you also get an opportunity to win one of our famous indigenous jerseys right there take take a look at it make sure you get on that this one's already bid on it's got 50 bucks on it i want it to go for 120 somebody give me a bid for 120 bucks it's beautiful it is quality it's got a fighting strap, I think. No, I can't feel it. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, all those great spots. And of course, Facebook Live when it's working. And most importantly, check out the right-hand side. You can click on that and go to take the jersey off my back. I got a McDavid jersey. I've got a Gretzky jersey. I've got a Goulet jersey. I've got a Burns. I've got a Thornton. I've got a Carlson. I've got a Stutzel. Nobody's bought Stutzel yet. Come and help me. I also have Marner, and that's what we're going to talk right now about. It's pregame, Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Vancouver Canucks. Marty Roberts from Fired Up Network. What's happening, Gooch? You know what? I'm going to stop complaining about my hair. <laughs> At least you have them, right? <laughs> I'm a, I have some spray paint on it that puts it in the little spots. I was not talking about you, so you see your vein. <laughs> I was talking about Joe Piscucci. I don't know if you get a chance to watch Joe Piscucci's interview with me. Holy ma Honestly, he couldn't put this jersey on getting that that mop over top of his head. <laughs> the, the, the jersey's a little tight on you. Hey, uh, no, it's not. It's actually a very loose fitting. It's a triple XL. It's probably a goalie cut. Listen, I want to do a shout out to uh, Jordan, of course. Uh, Robert Wine is actually... Jordan got it working. We had so much trouble with Facebook the other day. It was ridiculous. said that we did something illegal. I don't know. Jordan? I know what a few people were having some problems with Facebook the other day, so it, it wasn't just you. They were doing illegal things. Do you think it was Jordan? I don't think it was Jordan. I, I think it was just everyone in general on that day that was doing anything was having issues with, with Facebook. Hey, Jordan. I love Jordan because he knows I'm a little bit of a scatterbrain. I'm all over the map. Uh, but that's what makes it fun because you never know what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I will not swear. I will not degrade people. And I just want to have fun. And it's not Joe Piscucci. It's actually Gene Principe. I apologize, Joe. You're far better looking than Gene Principe. <laughs> Isn't that a joke? All right, let's talk about Vancouver Canucks tonight. 
and the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they, the Leafs are coming off, an, I would say, almost an ugly win. You and I and Jordan had a very good conversation about Campbell and Markstrom. We'll, we'll leave that to when we bring Jordan yeah. up because he's our goaltender expert. Yes. I scored on him. I got to get the video. He's a beauty. He's absolute beauty. But he is. He's really good at what he does, and, and he understands the mindset of a goaltender. Uh, I only know how to score on him. I don't know how to stop the puck. So, and I'm sure you're the same. So we won't talk goaltending, but what it was an ugly win or ugly loss. And the reason is you actually were the one that really pointed it out. The hits. It looked like as soon as the Calgary Flames started throwing their body around, it looked like the Toronto Maple Leafs were going and putting their earrings on. Yeah, and, and that's been the issue all year. When when the Leafs come up against someone's physical type of team, they, they struggle against them. And like I said, with Simmons being out of the lineup that night, it allowed them to take yeah. a little bit more liberties. And and he's back in the lineup tonight, so that's a, a good thing. But I was looking at the hits. I'm like, let, let me take a look and see where the Leafs are hit-wise in the league. They're second last. The only team below them is Buffalo as a team. So they're coming in against Vancouver again. It likes to lay the body. Shen, a guy who's up there and leads and hits in – uh, in the league, he's 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 another guy for Vancouver that you know might look good in a in a Leafs jersey come trade deadline, right? You, you know, there's we're getting close, and we're going to be having a couple shows, and I know you're going to be on it uh, with the Fired Up Network. I can't thank you and Joe and Terry for all that you do, but I want to have maybe a roundtable. Maybe we can get you down to the bottom line. You've seen that cool set that we've got, yep. and I know Jordan could do his magic. He'll be on the set with us. Maybe we could do a roundtable around that. <clears throat> that uh, boardroom table, we can really break it down for people to understand what's going to go on and what teams are going to sell, what teams are going to uh, obviously look for changes. And we already know that the Montreal Canadiens have made a coaching change. Martin St. Louis is back at it. Uh, A close loss today. I think it was a 2-1 loss to uh, Patrick Liney. Oh, no, to the uh, (laughs) – he scored a beauty. You got to give him that. I'll tell you what. And then we'll chat a little bit before this show's over about my Winnipeg Jets. Oh, my God. We are in trouble. So as we stay on the Vancouver Canucks, they've done something that a lot of teams haven't done. And they have now announced a assistant general manager, Cami Granato. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I just I, I, I heard it last night. I think it was when I was watching some of the Olympics. They were, they were mentioning it. You know, it's she is she not in the Hall of Fame? Yes, she's a she's a Hall of Famer. She knows the game. You know, it doesn't matter female, male. She knows her stuff. So that'll be a, a great addition for for Vancouver. And, and let's face it, they they need a lot of help in Vancouver to try and right this ship. They've tried their new coach, GM, and and so far they're still hanging out near the bottom of uh, of their division. Well, she's great pedigree, and of course uh, has a great name, and yep. and she lives in Vancouver, so it's not a big change. I listened to her talk today on the on on the news. I think it was five fan five ninety, and she was absolutely articulate. Like she could, she really understands the game, regardless of the gender. Genders don't matter when it comes to this. And I'm one of those guys who's ever best for the job and suited for the job is the one you hire. Somebody could say, you know, they did it because of equality or, you know, male versus female or the fact that, you know, they, they, they wanted to make an impression and get, you know, a lot more women involved. No, I think they picked the right person for the job. She's very good at what she did, does. She was a scout with Seattle. She did a great job. She went through the steps to understand the male game because the, the men and women game, you we both know it. They're very, very good. Watching the Olympics, man, I'm excited about watching women's hockey, but they are very distinctly different. 
when it comes to speed and all the other things that come along. That doesn't mean men's is better than women's. But she went through the male's game, uh, obviously coming through the women's game as a player, and she's paid her dues, and she does understand the game. And I think I want to do a shout-out to Jim Rutherford for being um, futuristic, looking at not what needs to be done, but who should be doing it. And I think Cammy Granato is the right person for it. And, and let, let's face it, usually the ones with the most talent that have that talent aren't very good in the GM role, the coaches role. It's someone like, like her that have been around the game, watched the game, understand the game, that become the best in, in, their, in their field or position that they're going to be in. So it, it's a great hire for, for, for Vancouver. We'll see if she stays as the assistant general manager for long. And when Rutherford leaves, she steps into that GM role or – or what happens? Yeah, time will tell. And of course, we'll get into the Marty St. Louis, who also uh, was not a, a NHL coach, and now he's obviously taking yeah. over the reins. We'll see what that means, and we'll talk about that in a sec. All right, let's get back to Vancouver. 21, 21, and 6, 48 points, seventh in the Pacific Division, going up against your Toronto Maple Leafs. Let me remind you, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, only seven points out of a playoff spot, which is incredible. My Winnipeg Jets are going to have to leapfrog them. Man, this collar's getting tight. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm getting fatter. It's what the Winnipeg Jets are choking. choking. <laughs> um, when you look at it, and Jordan's put the, the list here together for me, two and three over the last five, six, three loss to the New York Islanders, five, one win over Arizona. And again, you can't, whether you're a good team or a bad team or, or a team on the same level, you can never take anybody lightly. And again, a big win against the Arizona Coyotes, who will be one day playing in a rink. I think there'll be more kids at the swimming pool tomorrow than will be at the, I think it's called the ASU, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they're going to be called the Temple Coyotes soon. Uh, 4-2 loss to Nashville. 3-1 win over those wily Chicago Blackhawks. And this one was really good. It was a very good game. I actually watched it. And when you think about it, when you watch a one nothing game, you expect to say that was boring. It actually wasn't. It, 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 you're right. It depends on how, how the flow of that game's going, right? If it's if it's a tight checking game, then yeah, it might make for a little boring. But if there's chances and the goalies are standing on their head and the opportunities are happening, you know, it's great to watch. It's just like watching a baseball game that's one nothing, right? People think that could be boring, but hey, pitching duels, great defensive plays make games. Don't get me started about baseball because there won't be any baseball this year. I think that, who's the worst? I had Scotty Taylor on. Who's the worst general manager? In all sport. Oh, man. It's not Gary (laughs) Bettman. It's the the monkey that's running the baseball. All right, listen. Yes. Arizona State. Thank you very much, Jordan, for pointing it out. Back to the – I'm bouncing around here, so stay with me, kids. I'm with with you. I'm with you. Stay with me. Because of the tight collar. I got you. Don't worry. (laughs) Am I turning blue yet? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen. Uh, Pedersen has been an absolute disappointment. Yes. You're looking at a guy that's supposed to be this uh, I, I, superstar is a little bit harsh, hard of a word, but at least a star on yes. this club. Uh, you know, in 13 games, he's got 14 assists, 27 points for in 48 games. Yeah, he's, he's probably got to be their biggest disappointment on that team. They're expecting him to be the guy that ran everything on that team and, and – you know, Hughes is even ahead of him in points this season. He's a disappointment. 
we'll see if he turns around like his last five games. I think he has, you know, three or four points. So maybe yeah. he turns around the second okay. half of the season here and, and picks it up and, and hopefully, uh, you know, Miller keeps doing what he's doing there for them. If he, if he's still around the trade deadline, cause that could be another guy that's gone from Vancouver. And well, they right? get a, they get a boatload for yes. that. They can actually trade for the Arizona state coyotes. They get <laughs> the whole team for him. Uh, JT Miller, uh, 16 goals, 30 assists, 46 points. A point a game is a very respectable yes. leader. He wasn't supposed to be the star. Those are the numbers you're expecting from Pedersen. And uh, certainly uh, JT Miller will be looked at. And, and I'm sure they've already got offers. And you did mention Quinn Hughes, two goals, 32 assists, 34 points. Yep. Uh, that is seven points ahead uh, of our friend. But he has played a bunch of more games. You know, yep. another guy that I like, I like to trade uh, when he came up, Connor Garland, 11 goals, 15 assists, 26 points in 43 games. Uh, the numbers are, you know, we could get a little more production out of him, but I like him. He's gritty. He's that small little, almost like a Martin, Martin St. Louis, maybe not yep. as offensively talented, but certainly an interesting player. Could he be on the move if and only if they start, Vancouver starts to look like they're Definitely out of the playoffs. Will they start looking? Yeah, that it is. It's going to come on these next few weeks. We're, we're going to see a lot of decision making made by these general managers of these teams, and see if you know Vancouver could look drastically different come trade deadline, which is I think March twenty first or something like that. So they have some players. You know, I, I go back to I think no matter what where Vancouver is, I think you see uh, Shen. He'll be a guy that'll be on the move. He's leading that team in plus minus at plus eleven. Like that. That's you know. Pretty good for for a team that that doesn't play the game that allows for a guy to be a plus eleven. Like it, it's amazing to, to see that, and and you know Shen is a guy that I like, and you know I, I mentioned the Manson guy, but Shen is also a guy that would look nice in the in the Leafs jersey. Well, of course, uh, Jordan has mentioned that uh, we talked about Garland being on the move. Jordan, if you don't mind, uh, share with us if you can look. Where would where would Garland be a good fit right now? Like, who would be looking for a player like him? That'd be great. And I know we're going to be doing this coming uh, play uh, uh, trade deadline. Uh, also, don't forget this is a very good defensive team. They've yes. got a good structure. And again, with Boudreaux, he's really got them believing in themselves. Uh, but yet they're not at the stage where they they can throw away their defensive. Ah, thank you, Jordan. Devils, Rangers, Bruins. Of course, he looked good in the Rangers uniform. <laughs> Jordan always has to throw the Rangers in there somewhere. Where, where the is Rangers have to be in there. I don't see Pittsburgh or the Jets. <laughs> yeah. no, you know no. what, Bill? Sportsnet, not me, LOL. But you know what? <laughs> Jordan uh, is a good call. I think the Bruins. After watching the Bruins play the other, they they need something, and and I think Marshan is going to become more of a distraction than a positive note for this team. And I think they're going to have to sit him down. Coach Cassidy's got to take this guy and say, "Listen, you're hurting us." Like, you know, I don't. And then he comes up with this. He didn't deserve six games. No, you're right. He deserved twelve. Yeah. yeah. He, what's he? Nine suspensions or eight suspensions he's had in his career, and he he doesn't learn. But I also wonder if. If you tried to pull him back, any if that would change the way that he plays the game. Oh, I disagree with that. I think that's a right. Hard you don't yeah, have. It, to, it might be, but you I just, I just want an idiot to have a grind. No, you're right. Yep, you're right. Come on, honestly. Yep. All right. Listen, uh, Jordan's brought up the point too. Uh, this is very skilled. They've got some very skilled players on on the Vancouver Canucks. Let's yep. not forget that. He's stating that they don't have depth. 
I agree with that. But you know what? They're physical. And now they're going up against a team that's their own coach has called them soft, for God's sakes. They look timid against Calgary. And if you know, if that's the book on the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, just go and hit them, uh, you know, throw their bodies around. You don't have to be bone crushing. Nope. You just have to lay the body. Yep. And I think you're right. Maybe, you know, having Simmons back out there will, you know, control it a little bit. Uh, but certainly uh, we uh, teams that, that play soft can be take out their offense by solely throwing the bodies around, and we could see the Vancouver Canucks take advantage of that tonight. Uh, we're not going to talk about the goaltenders. We're going to leave that nope. for yep. our goaltender expert, uh, Jordan LaRoche. Let's move on to your Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to shut up, and I'm going to listen to Marty Roberts, Leafs forever. Well, tonight, the, I think the biggest disappointment for me over the last five, six games has been Nylander. Nylander has to pick it up. I think he, zero goals in the last five games. That second line, truthfully, has to pick it up in general. They, If they don't pick it up, this is going to be a team that's going to ride on Marner and, and Matthews, and I don't know if they can get it done just riding on that one line. Bunting's been amazing. Yes, he's 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 been everything and more than what the Leafs have asked. But that second line with JT and and Willie, they really have to pick it up. They haven't been scoring goals, and they need to do that. Now, on the bright side, yes, they're still putting the the puck in it on a on the power play at a thirty percent clip. So we'll see what happens here. If if Vancouver takes too many penalties, this could be an ugly night for Vancouver because their penalty kill is last in the league at 70% or 71% Vancouver is on the penalty kill. So we'll see tonight if, if that second line can can pick it up. The Leafs win this game pretty easily, I would say. But we'll, we'll talk later about goaltending and stuff like that. But I, I really think that it's the second line that needs to pick this up because, like I said, Tavares and Nylander haven't been the same as what they were in the last uh, December and, and January months. Well, I can't agree with you more that the, if the Vancouver Canucks want to have any hope of winning this game tonight is that they go out and throw the body around because that that physicality and their defensive ability. And I, I would assume Demko is going to start. I know our friend uh, uh, Jordan is going to come out and give us uh, who's uh, going to be in net. Uh, but if Demko's goes in, he's just had a, a great uh, possession uh, in that in the net for the uh, for the Vancouver Canucks and why I say that possession wise I, I'm not a goaltender expert but watching this guy he just seems to own the crease well and we'll ask Jordan about that because there are some goalies that travel a lot like they they move a lot it just seems like Demko is in that in that perfect position all the time to make the the proper saves having uh, an ability to know his angles and that listen I got our good friend just before we get into uh, you know what, Kevin? I'm going to wait till Jordan comes up because all you want to talk about the Isles, and I got a statement for you, Kevin. You hang in there. I've got a statement for you about your Islanders who you said would beat the Edmonton Oilers. They didn't. So, all right. You know, this Toronto Maple Leaf team is confusing to me. Um, you know, I did, I bashed on him a little bit, but yeah. I also come back around and, you know, I say how great Campbell's been playing. And then I said, hey, how great Matthews has been playing and Martin has been playing. But they just don't seem to get it. Not that they're like the Winnipeg Jets where there's urgency, but they need to, to show that they're ready to be a part of the big boys. 
And playing the Calgary Flames is kind of that place where you can see where you stand. Because the Calgary Flames, I don't think anybody was picking them to be where they're at. They're in a, uh, you know, in a wild card position. And I, if I'm not mistaken, looking back, and we'd have to re-roll the film. But I think we all were kind of thinking that they may not make the playoffs. Um, this team has a very good opportunity to make the playoffs. And that's what disappoints me about Toronto. They have to do, they have to make statement games. Going out west is an opportunity for them to show everybody they're for real. And right now there's a question mark. And of course, it's going to be a little bit around uh, Jack. Uh, your thoughts on what this team needs to do outside of scoring goals yep. to become that team where you as a fan, I'm a, I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I, I, yep. I'm a fan of every team. And I really want to see Matthews, Marner, Tavares take this team to the level that they should be at with the lineup that they have. Love to hear your comment. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the thing that this team has to do is they have to not – stop competing there's times where they stop that they don't they don't finish their checks off they let someone push them off the puck a little too easy i watch hall on a regular basis biggest guy maybe on the ice get pushed around not take guys out of the play takes off too early out of his own zone things like that have to get cleaned up if they don't clean these things up and we'll talk to jordan about goaltending if their goaltending isn't uh, the way it was early on, the Leafs are going to be a little difficult here in the second half of the season to stay where they're at in the in the in the division. I, I think it's 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 a, a team that has the pieces, but need a couple more to take them over that hump that they they've been stuck on for what 14 years now. It's been getting out of the first round or whatever it is, right? So I, I think some things are going to happen here close to the trade deadline that will help this team get out because they got scoring. They, they don't have to worry about scoring. They can score at any time they want. It, it's it's that time in playoff. We know how playoff hockey is. It's a little bit of a different game. So so uh, just before we bring Jordan up to talk about goaltenders, because I did see that Demko is probably starting, and it looks like they're going to Morazic, which for me, again, I, I think Morazic deserves the shot, but you, you need to establish a 1A, 1B, and I'll tell you what, Mrazek has a great opportunity. We'll ask Jordan about this to take over that starting role because yes. you can't afford to have nights off like what uh, our buddy Campbell had against Calgary. Listen, I want to talk about uh, the season stats. We all, I like looking at stats. We always talk about this, you know. Yep. It's uh, analytical. Uh, I'm not really a great analytical dude, but I do like to look at things and see where uh, teams have an advantage. Toronto has a complete advantage. Goals four. Uh, 3.57 goals a game versus 2.5 uh, for Vancouver. So there's a distinct advantage yep. uh, when it comes to the offense. We talked about that. I think you could say that the, the Leafs have a more balanced uh, uh, lineup for, for uh, producing goals. Uh, goals against are identical. Uh, but here's the big difference in these two teams. One, 20, 30 points, 30 30% on the power play percentage for the Toronto Maple Leafs and only 20 for the Vancouver Canucks. And this isn't a team that doesn't have players and pieces. They have a very, very good power play. So that for me is a question mark. And especially with Boudreaux being in there, well, I, it hasn't improved. But also the penalty killing, 85% for the Toronto Maple Leafs, 71% yeah. for the Vancouver Canucks. So when you just look at paper, you would say, okay, Toronto Maple Leafs should walk away with this game. 
Yeah, like you, you, the the special teams of, of Vancouver Canucks is is near the bottom and and well last in in the penalty kill and you know sixteenth or seventeenth on the on the power play. So if this comes down to the power play penalty kill, th- this is really favoring the Maple Leafs. So Vancouver has to stay out of the box first of all and keep Toronto off of that power play unit. And and we'll see. It'll come down. Probably when we talk to Jordan, will come down to the goaltending tonight. Like you said, Mrazek and Nettie's been playing better of late. And Demko is, you know, he's just cool and calm in, in, in between the pipes there. Well, the fans are calling for it. They're calling yep. for it. Where's the guy? Where's the rock? Jordan Ross coming up to talk a little bit of goaltending. Hey, Jordan, what's going on? Not too much. Not too much. Hey, thank you for joining us. I know you're a really busy dude. What, what do you mean? <laughs> Did you know that... Team Canada lost Team USA. We'll talk about that in a second. And I think it's tomorrow. Canada plays China. Uh, that's going to be a, a walk through the park. <laughs> I'll or tell you, state, states were a little bit faster than, than Canada was last night. That's for do you, sure. Do you mean Gorky's Park? No, that's <laughs> Russia. That's Russia. Hey, Kuchor, I just we want to get your opinion here. We're going to talk goaltending in a few seconds. When you look at the standings in the wild card, position who would have thought calgary would be where they are number one who would have even thought that los angeles would be yeah. in the position that they are i never i never counted that one and st louis is on the bubble of course again you know there's what roughly 30 ish 35 games left uh if i'm not mistaken you're looking at anaheim again i never i never thought they would be where they're at uh dallas we saw them uh, beat my winnipeg jets last night my goodness wheeler take a vacation what do they got that guy on three on three hockey? The guy's too old to be playing in in overtime. Sit him down, put a young kid out there, give him pee and vinegar. All right, uh, Edmonton Oilers, Kevin Barlow, three one winners over your Islanders. <laughs> Are the Edmonton Oilers for real? Then you still got San Jose, and then you got Vancouver, and then you got Winnipeg. Winnipeg and Vancouver have to jump over all those teams just to make the playoffs. I'm going to say my Winnipeg Jets and the Vancouver Canucks will not, and I'm going to underline that, make the playoffs. I want to hear your thoughts, Jordan, first, Martin, yours, and then we'll get right into that goaltending situation. I think this Vancouver team has just really underperformed in just about every asset of the game. I mean, they brought in Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland to add a little more physicality, shore up the D end a little bit. They brought in Tyler Myers. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. Yeah, they brought in all these pieces to to try and build a contender, and and just nothing's worked for them. I mean, Pedersen has been, like you guys said, a huge disappointment. Um, and but just the the year JT Miller's having, he's putting them all in his backpack and taking them away. Uh, he's one guy who I'm still really upset that the Rangers traded away uh, a long time ago now. But uh, again, he's really he's really kind of turned into this you know, two way, really physical. Uh, Goes in the corners, uh, but with a lot of skill as well. So I've always really liked this game. All right, uh, Marty, obviously you see all the jumping that needs to be done. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are still in it. Uh, they have an opportunity uh, if they can get on somewhat of a winning streak. Uh, I think Winnipeg at 46 points and 48 points for Vancouver Canucks. Uh, to get to the, that magic number, they got to be looking at around the 50. They're probably going to have to win. Eighty percent Winnipeg for sure. Eighty percent of the games, and we know in National Hockey League that's a pretty big number to come over. 
Yeah, I guess the good thing with Edmonton is, A, they have some games in hand still on the teams that are in front of them. So they're not far enough behind where they win the next two games. They're, they're, they're caught up to the third spot in, in the Pacific there. So that, that'll be uh, – Edmonton has to find that goalie. That's what they have to find, right? They, they picked up Kane, who's, who's done a great job since he's been there for the three or four games he's been there. McDavid and Drysdale picked up last game. They still need that goalie. And, and you know, no matter who they put in there, he just doesn't look comfortable. It doesn't matter what goalie's in there. I guess um, Smith is back now, and he hasn't looked the best. So it'll be interesting to see if they look to, to pick up. We've talked about Marc-Andre Fleury. Or if Anaheim drops out, if they call on Anaheim to see if they if their goalie is available, we'll we'll see. But Winnipeg has to leapfrog a few more teams than what Edmonton. So I, I would pick Edmonton to be that team. If there is anyone that's going to leapfrog, it'll be Edmonton that leapfrogs everyone. Were you surprised that uh, they fired Dave Tippett? I was, and I and I wasn't. I know that they're they're they're, they're trying to light a fire before they decide on what else they're going to do, and they're hoping that that did it. I don't think he was the guy that had to go, but it's easier to remove him than it is to trade five, six guys on the team, right? Well, so, and to hear that they, he lost the room and Ken yeah. Ken Holland basically said he had a gut feeling. I, I I get losing the room, but this is a winning coach. It wasn't like he yeah. they were in, in despair. Yeah, they had lost six and lost seven in a row, but they were still playing at a level that they could, you know, turn it around. And I think it's sometimes uh, just a, a scapegoat. Uh, and Kevin Holland yeah. is just as much to blame for this mess as uh, Tippett. So we'll see how that plays out. Let's get into the goaltending. Uh, have you confirmed, Mr. Jordan, uh, the goaltenders for tonight's game? Yep. Uh, Mrazek and uh, Thatcher Demko will be in the net, be in the net tonight. Uh, I think the, the advantage, the, this is probably the only advantage Vancouver has in the least uh, for tonight. Uh, Demko, like, like you said, Kerry, is just having an incredible year. Uh, a guy coming out of Boston College, still pretty young in the league. I think he's he, he could have an impact very similar to what John Gibson's doing in, in Anaheim and what he's yeah. done uh, since he came into the league. He's just been a rock for them. And, you know, he, he's the one guy who they can count on every night to, to get it done for them. Um, so, Jordan, sorry. But Demko's, I think when, when you put the two together, uh, Demko is is certainly the better goaltender, that's, in my opinion. Morazic, I know you love you. You were very vocal at the beginning of the season. You loved Morazic. I have not been disappointed by Morazic, but we've all been talking Campbell, 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 Campbell. Why are they going? Why the? Why have they made this change? Why would they not go back to Campbell? Uh, because they're going to need a one A, and right now they don't have that. And that's part A. Part B is can Morazic now show the brass? Listen, stop fooling around. Give me more games. Let me show you I can take carry this team. Well, I mean, they, they need to win. I, that game against Calgary, uh, Campbell was a big reason for that loss. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say the whole thing was on him. There were a couple goals where you know, the Leafs could have picked up the backdoor pass. I believe it was the second goal of that game. But uh, they, 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 they need to keep winning games. And uh, Jack Campbell, just you can't really expect uh, a good performance from him on a, on a nightly basis. So, uh, at any point where, you know, a guy's getting up and down, especially on a playoff team, they have to go to the hot hand. And Peter Morazic's been on, been playing a pre, some pretty good hockey over his last five games, um, six and two on the year as well. So, again, they, 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 they need one guy to be hot. And as it, looks like, it looks like right now it's not, it's not Campbell, so it's probably going to be Morazic. Uh, 
right, Marty, read the messages on the right, my friend. All right, listen, we're having a little bit of fun, Marty and I. <laughs> Wait, you don't know how to read? I was so listening to what Jordan had to say. I was paying attention to nothing else but what Jordan was Thank saying. Thank you, Marty. But, you know, you know I, I'll say this. So, you know, Demko, you look at him. He just looks so calm when he's in there. It doesn't matter what happens. You saw him in the All-Star game, the exact same thing, right? He's just a calm cat when he when he's in there. I, I don't know. Do you, do you think that Demko alone tonight can win the Leafs or win Vancouver this game? I, I think he's good enough. Uh, but uh, it, it's just so tough with, with the team in front of him. I mean, I think actually, uh, before I say that, one of the biggest uh, outlying stats for me for tonight uh, the, the Vancouver Canucks uh, lead the league in goals against per 60 minutes with a 1.9. So, again, the, the, this team does have a bit of a defensive system, but they're, they're not really fully equipped for it. I mean, they have a lot of puck-moving defensemen. A lot of guys like to, like to jump in on the rush. So, again, uh, Demko can get uh, left out to dry a decent amount. Uh, so, again, it, it, it's really tough to say, but I, 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 I think Demko can do it for sure. Hey, Jordan, I want to jump in there for a second. You know, Thatcher's a big goaltender. Like, uh, Dem- uh, Thatcher, Demko, not, uh, we're not talking about the Prime Minister uh, Prime Prime Minister of England. Remember her? Thatcher, she was that, Thatcher. Thatcher, Demko. <laughs> you better loosen that collar on your jersey. Scissors. <laughs> Scissors. All right, listen. What I wanted to say is that, because you're a big guy too, right? You're, I don't, what are you, 16? Uh, well, you're six feet on a good day. Yeah, I was talking about your belly, uh, but <laughs> he's six four, 192. But he's a big goaltender. He covers a lot of space. And I wanted to ask you this question because I made that statement where the presence in net, like he he owns that crease. Like I just like the way he stands in there. And then he does make. He's pretty acrobatic. He's made some, you know, really phenomenal saves. But talk to us about his style because he he just he oozes confidence. Whereas yeah. Jack Campbell right now is not oozing any confidence. So you can maybe compare the two between Demko's confidence and now, of course, up against Mrazek tonight. I think the, the biggest part with that is just the mindset. I mean, Campbell's been, I mean, I'm sure that they, they've both been the guy throughout most of their career, but I mean, Campbell sat around in the NHL for a number of years as a backup, backing up for uh, Jonathan Quick in LA. Um, and then spending a couple of years as Freddie Anderson's backup, I, th- 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 that that does take some kind of toll on your your, your confidence, or you know you you, you, you haven't been in, in many situations where where you've been tested, uh, coming back after a tough loss, you know, <clears throat> start starting letting in a weak goal and trying to bounce back from that. I, I think Demko's have more experience in the NHL with that and <clears throat> kind of being able to to battle back and fight and play his game. But I mean Demko just everything from his footwork. Uh, he's an incredible skater, uh, really athletic. So, uh, anytime I get to watch him play, I'm excited. So, and, and with, more, his, with his with his size, uh, goalies nowadays it seems spend more time, you know, covering the lower part of the net now. And with the smaller goalies, it makes it easier to go. He's so big that he still covers. He's down on his knees. He's still covering up by the the top of the net. So it makes it a little tougher for for guys to put it in up there, right? But well, also, also Demko, he does a really good job of of staying on his feet. You know, he yeah. uh, he, he doesn't go for that slide or uh, too early or drop down. He always lets lets the shooter make the first move. So, again, that that just helps so much. You you, you get a better chance to 
get in front of the shot, get your feet set, and actually re- read the play a little bit too. Hey, listen, guys, uh, I don't want to disappoint our buddy Kevin uh, Kevin Barlow, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Oilers. Uh, if you need to, Google it, go on a Sportsnet uh, so that we can help <laughs> our buddy. Will they make the playoffs? But, Kevin, before we come to you, we got to do it. It is Fired Up Network time. It's our predictions. Hey, who was right the other night? Two of us had the win. You might have been close to the score. I think Jordan picked. I picked the Leafs. I, I think I said yeah. four two. I think I did. We'll go back and look at the film. I think it was four I, two. I, I think I said. I, I think he said four two or five two. One of the I two. Five. What did it end up? I thought it ended up five two. That. What do I win? Wait, do I get anything? I respect. <laughs> There's I just the want to thank the Academy <laughs> for all of this. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Let's go with you. Jordan, you picked first last time. Let's go to Marty. Well, you know, the other day I got called up. I, All right, let's I don't pick the Leafs. I don't, I don't pick the Leafs that much. So tonight I'm picking the Leafs. I think Vancouver's going to spend a little bit of time in the in the, in the the penalty box. They're going to have to think about things over there, and the Leafs are going to take advantage. So I'm thinking the Leafs win this uh, 3-2 today. All right, I'm going to go next, Jordan. We're going to leave it to last. Listen, Marty, I was so scared the other day going and opening up my mailbox for a letter bomb because people really think I'm a, a leaf hater. Uh, so um, this is going to be a tough one. I'm I'm going to go with because of because of them going with Brassic. I'm going to lean to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they know they need this game, and the reason why they need it is not because of where they're in the standings. They're, they're listen. They need to be. They need to. Comp- completely collapse not to make the playoffs. Let's be realistic. Yeah. But I think Morazic's going to have a very good game only for the fact that I think it's time for him to show his stuff. And I think he wants to be number one. I think, Jordan, the thought was him coming in, he was going to challenge for number one. He got hurt. And then, you know, things kind of fell apart. This is his big opportunity. So I, I'm going to go with a 3-2 win for the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. And I... Yeah, I'm going with the least two. I think it's really hard to kind of bet against, you know, a guy who has that mindset of going into the game where every game's a tryout for for Morazic at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, every night's a chance for him to kind of steal this net from Campbell, and it's hard to go kind of bet against that. So I'll go, I'll go two one Leafs. I think it's gonna be a really close game. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right, Kevin, you've been waiting for it. Here it is. The fired up now group pres- presents. Gooch Live predictions. <laughs> Marty, you're going to go first. I want to hear you talk about uh, and intelligently about the New York Islanders. Uh, they played the uh, Edmonton Oilers the other night. I watched the game, and I know that, Kevin, you've been saying, you know, they're going to win the next three games in a row. I think the biggest problem with the uh, New York uh, Islanders right at this particular moment is offensively they're very weak. They just don't have a very solid uh uh, offensive uh, situation there. I think Barry Trotz has got them playing, no question, a very good defensive game. Uh, and they went into uh, playing against the Edmonton Oilers, who needed to win. Like, if if anybody needed a win, it was the Edmonton Oilers. And I think uh, statistically, again, everything seemed equal. And this was a team that won without Connor McDavid or Dreisaitl scoring a goal. It was CeCe, Hyman, and Plumtiarini. Marty, your thoughts on the uh, Islanders? Yeah, I think you, you you hit it on the nail on the head there. With they they have issues scoring goals. Yes, two games ago against Vancouver, I think they popped six in there, right? But they had that issue of scoring goals. The defensive system there is is 
one of the best around, right? They got two goalies they can go to at any time there. They they know how to shut it down. They just have issues scoring goals. You know, I really like Barzell there. He's, he's you know, character guy over there. He does everything that's needed there. Islanders are going to have to make a big push here to get themselves into, into the playoffs. I don't know what they do if they, like, I think we talked about before Parisi had, what, one or two goals at the time we spoke last week about it. I don't know what he has now, but that's a guy that has to pick it up in order to help the Islanders move forward. If not, he could be a guy on the move to to somewhere else as well. Jordan, I'm just looking at the stats. I don't know if you had an opportunity, but uh, Kevin, what's wrong with your uh, Islanders? It is goal production. Like, look at this. They're leading. Barzell's having a good season. He's got 11 goals in 38 games, yeah. 29 points, minus seven. Uh, when you have your leaders like that, Brock Nelson, uh, 15 goals, eight, eight assists, 23, and it drops off to 36 uh, Josh Bailey, three goals in 18 games. You, you got to have some guys. We, we looked at and complained about the Montreal Canadiens in the same kind of, you are not going to win games if you don't have any type of offensive prowess. And then, you know what? Uh, since uh, we talked, Parise has doubled his goal scoring output. He's, he's on fire. <laughs> he's on fire now, right? He's not, he's, Jordan, talk to look me. Out. Their goaltending is not bad. Yeah. Islanders have good goaltending. The defense doesn't look overwhelmed. What yeah, is and, and it, I guess they're hoping Char still had a year or two left in him. Yeah, you know, but it, he's not. He's looking awfully, awfully slow nowadays. Take up tennis or bridge. Well, he probably play crib now that his age. <laughs> All right, Jordan. You know, you know who they need back. I think they need Tavares back there. I think that's who they really need, the Islanders. No amount of money. I sure listen. I was I went with the Leafs today to get rid of the letter bombs. If Terry Stevens is listening to this program, we're gonna, I'll tell you what, Gooch Productions head office. We're gonna turn the lights out now. Jordan, your thoughts. But I, I, I think that's a mix of the lines a little bit. Oliver Wallstrom uh, got, got his rookie year last year, had a pretty good year too. Just hasn't really, he, he's, I can't remember who he's skating with, but he's not with Barzal or Brock Nelson. Um, I mean, for a guy like this to kind of untap, unlock his potential a little bit, you got to get him in with, with the top guys. A very similar situation to the Rangers are going through with Lexi Lafreniere. Uh, he was skating on, on the third line for most of this year. Wallstrom, on this is a very similar situation, but I, but to to answer Kevin's question directly, to, will the Islanders make the playoffs? I'm gonna say no. Um, they they're 20 points yeah, uh, behind no the Washington. Chance. Pardon? No chance. You're right. Yeah, it's 21 points behind the Washington Capitals. That at this point, I mean, I, I think that that's that's a pretty insurmountable gap. Um, seven points behind Columbus, but if you look at the Atlantic, again. Detroit's in fifth place with with 50 points. That's still 10 more than uh, than the Islanders. So I, they, they have a very steep hill to climb uh, if they can at all. I heard uh, the last uh, team meeting, Barry Trotz came in and said, four! <laughs> Kevin, I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. Thank you for being a big fan. Do not leave us. We will keep – I'm going to get Rob Shrimp on. Obviously, Kevin, you'll know that name uh, from the Islanders, uh, all-time greatest stick handler. He invented the Michigan and the tuck, 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 or whatever they call those those moves. So we'll get him on. But, Kevin, we got to be realistic with you. We can't let you be looking in rose-colored glasses. This Islander team, what would the percentage be? 
5% of coming up and making the playoffs right now, guys? At most. Yeah, that'd be a stretch too, right? That, that'd be an awful, awful stretch. All right. Well, listen, Kevin, we hope you keep on watching us. We love you. Thank you for all your input. Still waiting for those pictures. You said you were going to a game. As we leave you, uh, uh, and let's just go around the room. Marty, anything you want to add on the NHL this week? Or maybe comment on Team Canada loss against the uh, Team USA. Yeah, I'll, I'll comment a bit. I watched a bit of the game, Canada USA, last night. I forget what the goalie's name was for Team Canada, but he looked a Pascal. little lost out there. What's his name? Eddie, Edward Pascal. Pascal. He looked a little lost out there on yeah. on some of the on some of the plays. I don't know if that's going to be obviously the weak spot for for Team Canada, but obviously USA looked faster. I think. Team Canada's game is more of a physical type of game, and and if they have a goaltender that's going to allow shots in like that and and look lost, it it, it, it might not look good for Team Canada. Jordan, yeah, the the, the U.S. really kind of they, they they utilize the bigger ice a little better than the Canadians did. And I, I think that's where Canada's really going to struggle. Uh, th- this is a really big physical team, and I'm sure if this is played on an NHL size rink, uh, they'd probably blow out every game, but. Uh, the reality is that this is going to be a really skilled tournament where the skill players are really going to benefit from having a lot more time, a lot more space. So, um, yeah, credit to the U.S. for for that for that game. Yeah, that game last night. They uh, it was definitely an entertaining watch for sure. Yeah, Charles Mann, the, the American goaltender, had a great game too. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Scott Taylor. He basically said the Americans look faster, look more skilled. Uh, can score. And I think that's what you mentioned, Jordan, whoever built the team from Canada, maybe forgot that the larger ice surface does play a major role. You've got a lot of these young kids, the NCAA guys. And I really like the captain from the U S the Millet, I think his name is, Uh, though. I do like uh, what Stahl has done, you know, being a a very good presence in that club and, you know, winning draws, he's been phenomenal on draws, but Millet just seems the team plays exactly like he is gritty, He's offensively yeah. skilled, but he's also not scared to mix it up a little bit. And so I agree with you guys. I think, you know, again, Kevin, we're not going to look at this with rose-colored glasses. I think we're going to be in deep to try and take a gold medal. Yeah. I think it's going to probably be Canada, U.S. Uh, ending up uh, playing for a gold. But I'll tell you what, unless they don't get gold, they've got to win against the Americans. It's got to be a 2-1 victory. They are not going to go toe to toe offensively with this club. They need to get some goaltending. Uh, I, I I really want to see Canada play against you know a Russia, a Sweden, or a, a Finland just to kind of get a, a better idea where where this team sits and you know how how they can adapt to this bigger ice. Okay, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Listen, we are at the bottom line tomorrow. Jordan and I we're doing the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're going to have an opportunity. The Toronto Marlies are down there at uh, Wayne Cowley's. It's sold out, 50%, of course. Uh, we're going to be in our little studio, the studio, at the uh, bottom line, hanging in, talking some football, obviously, talking some hockey. We can analyze you and I, Jordan, what went on. Uh, Marty, you want to pick really quickly who you think is going to win the uh, Super Bowl? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I really like Burroughs, and I think Cincinnati wins this uh, tomorrow. I, I just think that uh... – they're the Cinderella team this year. I, I I just like Boros. I think Cincinnati wins this. It's going to be a close game, but I think Cincinnati wins it. Well, I'll tell you, I saw what uh, Burroughs had around his neck the other day with that gold chain. It's not even know what it was. Um, you're right, Cinderella. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. You have been watching Gooch Live right here on Hockey News. And, of course, those good people from Fired Up Network. Marty, 
We'll see you. And Jordan, we'll see you tomorrow at the bottom line for a little bit of Super Bowl. Go LA. All righty. Don't forget, take the jersey off your back. I think it's a little tight. So if you got a big head like me, we may have to stretch a little bit. But I'll tell you what, this is a typical European jersey. You're not going to find anything better. And I was so blessed to get this from Linka. His name's on the back of the jersey. It's a great, great European jersey. Make sure you come on and do a, uh, a bid. We need you to do a bid. And if you bid today until Monday, which is Valentine's Day, a great present for your wife. You can sleep in this. Like, seriously, it could be a sleeper or whatever you call those things. Man, I get myself in trouble. What I want you to do is make a bid. What time tomorrow? Yes, sir. What? Robert, I'm talking about to take the jersey off my back. I'll come to you in a second. Get on it. Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 1157. It's shut down, and we want you to bid. If you bid, if you win the bid, you go into a draw to win a Wayne Gretzky autographed picture valued around 350 bucks. If you make a bid, just make a bid, you go into a draw to win one of our Team Canada, Team USA Indigenous jerseys designed by Val, at, uh, Val Graphics, of course, and of course, our lovely Yota Yota Girl uh, Fire Brace in Adelaide. All right, here we go. We will see you tomorrow. It will be at 5 p.m. Yeah, 5 p.m. At the bottom line. You've been listening to Gooch Live with your host, Carrie Goulet, better known as The Gooch, brought to you by the Hockey News and Sports Illustrated. 